0: Hello, How, and Apokabar, everybody. If you're new to the show, we are the Epic Arcades Podcast. A show where we talk about gaming, tech insights, and other exciting geeky things, but most important of all, weekly news highlights to keep you all up to speed, or at least relevant. We are your hosts, Jeff K. and Afe And in today's episode, we are going to talk about EA's Origin Catalog, finally getting on Steam, Sony getting fined by Australia for refusing funds, and a PT mod on Half-Life Alex. And without further ado, let's get onto the show. Just to put a little disclaimer to all of our listeners out there, I'm going to sound a little bit robotic on my mics and I don't know what just happened with my microphone and it's going to start around the six minute mark and end around 15 minute and 25 seconds. So if you don't like how I sound or you're bothered by robots you can skip ahead to 15 minutes and 25 seconds so uh ea games have finally put their games on steam i think this goes back to the uh, in october 2019 the electronic arts announced a new partnership with valve that would bring ea games to steam big list of it right now you can actually check it out on the steam page you can find dragon age 2 crisis 3 uh, I think these are all like, um, I, I, this is not more like new games. I think this is just like all of the games they have on the Origin Store right now. You can even find uh, Need for Speed Rivals. A lot of things, Sea of Solitude, Dragon Age Inquisition, you can all get it on Steam now. And and they're also planning to get Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I don't Ooh. think it's in here as yet, but we're definitely going to be expecting that title to be on steam. Uh Electronic Arts uh, said in their last year's uh, steam announcement that the EA Access subscription service would also be coming to steam. And yeah, uh according to Strategic Growth Senior Vice President Mike Blank, he said, "We want to make it easy to play games you love wherever you want to play. Delivering games to the Steam community is an important step in achieving this goal." Not only are we excited to have our games on Steam, but we look forward to bringing them more value when our subscription becomes available in the summer. It
1: sounds—it sounds, it sounds kind of like it's either Origin is stepping up their game, or, or they're just they're just using a better a better platform for it. Because, honestly, I think a substantially higher number of people than half of the population of gamers game on on Steam, right? Yeah. So there are so many people on Steam, and. And there are so many people on origin too but for them to to be able to partner up like this that's that's like uh
0: that's like Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson like working together morphing like (laughs)
1: morphing into one it's like that's so it's
0: it's like the the
1: diesel (laughs) that's so disturbing to even imagine to see them morph together man like what the hell is
0: that
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's 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 monstrous. It's monstrous. But I think it's also, I don't know, I I think it's also because Origin's been getting a lot of slack in terms of its functionality and how unstable it is. But the question that I have is you can get the game on Steam. Yeah? Yeah. You can download it. But when you launch it, it's also launched through Steam.
0: Is it or is it going to be on Origin? Is it yeah, is it going to be two overlays? Yeah. That would be so ugh. exactly. That's that's the question. That's the question that I have because if
1: if the game can be launched from Steam, then so let's take our friends for example, right? When yeah. when I was talking to them about Valorant and I told them to download it, And they were like, "Oh, do I have to download another launcher?" You know that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that kind of stuff is that's a that's a conversation that a lot of gamers have because you you got to download like every uh, every game out there now has their own like dedicated launcher. So if 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 you can't if you if you can download the game on Steam but you can't but you still have to launch it through Origin that's kind of like like, like that's a double layer. Yeah, and
0: like it's just gonna take factor. up a lot of your CPU as well if you're gonna yeah. have two overlays <laughs> happening in the background. I re- really hope they don't really go that route because uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of gamers out there they can't handle that much processing power, especially especially like Steam. Steam does. Uh, I mean, it's it's quite optimized, but it still take up uh, quite of a space. But having both Origin and Steam at the same time. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, you're gonna yeah, get those then, frame drops.
1: Yeah, and then most people play with Discord on as
0: well. Oh my god, yeah, and that makes it much worse. Yeah, but I. But from a
1: from a from a high level point of view, I think, I think them partnering up with Steam is a very good move for EA in terms of expanding. Um, their audience spending, mm. you know, trying to reach out their games to even bigger audiences around the world at that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's pretty cool.
0: So right now you can get all of these uh games uh for, for a discount of course. For example, you can get Dragon Age two for fifty percent off or Crisis Three for sixty-seven percent off. There's a lot of discounts happening. They really want to push out all of these products on on Steam, and at the same time, do a little bit of their uh, brand placement on the Steam page as well. So I feel like this is probably a very historical crossover in the gaming market.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think he is going to take a big part, of a big chunk of that. You know, the first uh, the first page on Steam when you log in. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of online digital sales, PlayStation has gotten themselves into a little bit of uh, some trouble over in the land down under in Australia.
0: Oh, oh, I love Australia.
1: Yeah, I do too. Uh, The cheers there and there. It's amazing. (laughs) So Sony Europe um, and Sony Australia is a branch of that. Um, They've been charged today by the ACCC, which stands for the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. They've been fined $3.5 million wow. because, because they made false and misleading representations on their website and in dealings with Australian consumers about their Australian consumer law right.
0: Uh, okay, can you define that? I don't... What the hell? Let's
1: right, see. so... So what this means is Sony Europe essentially misled their customers after they purchased games from Sony and were described, and those games were described as faulty, right? They, they, they reported it as faulty and they wanted their money back. But Sony says that they're not entitled to a refund if the game has been downloaded or if 14 days has passed since purchase. Okay. But that's not in line with Australian consumer laws.
0: Oh, I see. So right? according to the, the laws uh, happening down under what are you saying that they can refund it like whenever they want or something regardless of Yeah the so, period. so
1: so the ACC the ACCC chair Rod Sims says that consumer guarantee rights do not expire After a digital product has been downloaded and certainly do not disappear after 14 days or any other arbitrary date claimed by a game store or developer. Consumers who buy digital products online have exactly the same rights as they would if they made the purchase at a physical store.
0: Okay, okay. Right? But then again, wouldn't that, that lead to like a lot of exploits if they do it that way? Like, I could just download this game, pay this amount of money, then like a year later, I want to refund it. So I get yeah, my money back, is, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's very exploitable. That's, yeah, what
1: the hell? That, that's that's true. That's true. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the person with the clearest understanding of Australian law. But it seems like, seems like they're they're they're. They're pretty trusting of, of their people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, <while> that's...
0: <laughs> okay, look, listen, like, uh, I feel like, okay, if I were to sell games, right, online digitally, right? This is digital yeah. stuff, okay? This is not like something yeah. I could just go to the store, get a physical, like, copy of something, right? Right, right. This is the digital copy, basically, the uh, and if you're if the law says that I can refund this anytime I want is that right. is that right Any time yeah, I want
1: that's that's what it says in the article yeah
0: so they're they're suing Sony because uh, their digital what, um, uh, what digital like digital
1: sales yeah or? yeah
0: the, their laws and rules saying that you can only refund it like in 14 days any time after that you can't refund it at all and they are getting sued how many how much they were fined 3.5 million dollars are they gonna go ahead with this are they gonna are they
1: gonna, they're they're facing the charges now yeah. i mean as as
0: we speak oh my god this is a very gray area if you ask me man <laughs> this 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 so
1: Sony, Sony is facing this charge based on a, a case. I forgot what it's called. I forgot what the law term is for it. But so there are there are cases. I think I think they're called landmark cases, which means that this case is vague by law. Yeah. But the decision the judge has to make is based on a case that happened before that has set a precedent for similar cases in the future. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. So something similar happened um, with Valve as well. I think... It, I... It Val- Valve had the same Valve had the same sort of like refund policy and it didn't jive with Australia.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: And the Australian Consumer Law... Uh, says it's a breach for businesses to state that do not they do not give refunds under any circumstances, including for gifts and during sales. But you So I guess.
0: But here's the problem so I, here. The, the the thing is like it's not like it takes that much effort to refund something, especially if it's a digital copy of something. I could just like purchase something, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Going back to what I like said, like just now, I, I buy something right at a click of a button. And then, like, I play it. I had so much fun with it. And then I just refunded. Uh, where's where's the support for for game developers here, man?
1: Let's let's try and make sense. Let's try and make sense of it, right? Because from what I'm reading, it says that. Okay, I'm gonna repeat this. It's a breach of the Australian consumer law for businesses to state that they do not give refunds under any circumstances, including for gifts and during sales. Mm. Under the Australian consumer law, consumers can insist on a refund or replacement at their option if a product has a major fault. So what that tells me is that... So let's take the Sony situation, um, for example. Sony's, Sony's refund policy is that once the game is purchased, no refund is possible. What the Australian consumer law says, Sony must give the option for a refund. That's where the argument is.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, so there's I no refunds at all happening right now prior to this lawsuit?
1: So there are four customers that have asked for refunds. Right. But we're not given refunds because of Sony's tight policy of no refunds possible after purchase. But what I think Australian consumer law wants to have happen is for Sony's support, tech support to at least reach out to these people and 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 check out if the game truly is faulty and then decide whether you know the requirements of a refund the requirements of the the problems that the games are facing matches the requirements required for a refund okay i think i think that's where the argument is
0: okay so wait okay now now i just like caught up to me a bit uh oh wow this is this is very really hard yeah it's it's <laughs> heavy. this is it's this heavy, heavy. <laughs> shit
1: we went from there. so epic arcade podcast is now uh, a, a law a law analysis uh platform yeah 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 okay wait wait wait, wait. hold
0: up hold up hold up okay so okay Going back to that Valve story, it makes sense because they have their own online platform to, to sell games, right? But what about Sony? So are they talking about, like, hard copies of, of these games or, or something? Like, they order something, they have it delivered, or are we talking about the PlayStation uh, Store here? We're talking about the PlayStation Store, right? This is I all think it's the revolving- PlayStation
1: Store. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got to be PlayStation Store because if you buy it through Steam, then you're obligated to steam's policy so do they do they have
0: a policy like for sony do they have a grace period and like how long you can refund this for no right
1: customers are not entitled to a refund if the game had been downloaded or if 14 days has passed since purchase. so that means that even if you don't download the game Mm -hmm. but you've purchased the game uh and 14 days have passed you're not entitled to a refund okay
0: hold up whoa whoa whoa. so if i download a game and let's just say this game is broken okay i rarely hear cases of sony releasing broken games that's the thing yeah that's one thing yeah uh so if i download the game right and let's just say sony released a broken game and i downloaded that game because it's so hype i just want to play it but then it's broken. Uh, I've already downloaded it. This is the first day of its release. I can't refund it. That's what it says, yeah. Okay, now that's screwed up. <laughs> that's screwed yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think, I think when it comes to these things, right, the more you talk about it, the more it starts making sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first yeah. area, you're like, well, no, it's ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. but the, the, argu- the argument here is that Sony's not allowing for any refunds to happen, no matter what. No matter what it is. Right,
0: right. I'm okay, not- now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Look, yeah. if, if if maybe they should like remove that download part, like that download. Um, I mean, if you download the game, you yeah. can't refund it. What the hell, man? Like, how am I supposed to know what's in the box kind of thing? Exactly. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, that exactly. that part makes sense. But uh, I feel like uh, that for, if if they have like some sort of a grace period, they should keep that in because, you know then that could like balance shit I, I don't know i'm no legislator in in australia man like i'm not i'm not in any yeah. position to actually speak for them <laughs> i'm not really a yeah. law person as well but yeah
1: um, yeah but i guess from, from yeah from a gamer's point of view it's it's kind of messed up that you can't get a you can't get a refund also also what what's a what's a faulty digital copy of a game
0: if you're talking about like sony like, like games the corrupted Okay, if I give like, you an like example of, of no, I think like we're talking about uh games that's like, you know, we I think um it's not really happening so much right now, but we definitely remember Mass Effect Andromeda when it was released, it was just so broken. Uh it just completely takes a lot of players out of its immersion because definitely they did not uh play tested it so much and they're selling it at a high price as well. And You're paying all that money, and once you actually play the game, it's just so broken. There's like glitches everywhere, to the point that it kind of makes the game just really agonizing to play. Now that's what I call a broken game.
1: Right. So, so from your from your understanding, a faulty game downloaded through the PlayStation Network would not be an isolated case. That means if the game, if someone downloads a faulty game, it's probably it's probably already faulty on the store yeah. and everyone who downloads it goes through the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So if you put it that way, the refund policy that Sony has placed for themselves is very protective of them. So if it's an, so if it's an isolated case, they probably would like have had... one person, policy. just one person. Exa- exactly. So if, 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 the, if the percentage of people downloading the game and having the game faulty is low... Then that refund policy probably wouldn't exist. Right. But because if a game a game has to a game has to be faulty across the board for everyone who downloads it for Sony to think about having a policy like this.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's that's to be it. I'm not sure about isolated cases because nothing can go wrong because if you're on the console. Everyone has the same like build when it comes to playing the PlayStation, man. Like,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: That's, it's hard to find isolated cases. Like, I download a game on my PlayStation, and then it turns out I don't know how, but the the copy, the digital copy of the game that I purchased on my PlayStation seems to run very weird and glitchy <laughs> compared to my neighbors. And I'm like, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Should I re-download so, it? Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: So, so, the first thing you have to think about if that happens, right, is whether it's a problem with your console, not the game,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. okay. Now we're going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> and that's, that's not No, going but, it, to. no but, it, but it's true, right? Like,
1: nobody has a less or more superior PS4. Everybody yeah. has a PS4. It's the same you know? thing. It's the same
0: thing. Like, so, yeah, man. Like, let's not talk about, like you know, if the PlayStation, yeah, yeah, let's let's not go there. Let's, <laughs>
1: not, let's not go there. Let's 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 get to
0: the next one. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the next one, yeah. So, um, speaking of uh, Sony, uh, they've also postponed their PlayStation Five event, which was supposed to be live streamed online on Thursday. Oh yeah. Uh, oh sorry, uh, on Friday here in Malaysia, actually Friday morning at like four a.m. But the PlayStation Five event that was uh, scheduled to take place. Has been postponed, and Sony acknowledged in a statement that they shared on Twitter that, yeah, okay, some may be disappointed. No, actually, all of us are disappointed. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty
0: much. <laughs> but they said that right now it is a time to allow more important voices to be heard. Yes. So if if anyone's and not they're just one sp- of many, right? Yeah, and they're just one of many. So if anyone's not up to speed, um there's a there's. Basically turmoil happening in the U.S. right now um, that's uh, revolving around this George Floyd case. There's a lot of riots happening and a lot of um, uh, protests. Black Lives Matter is happening over there right now. So they want to take this time to just, I guess from from a company standpoint, I think it's all about timing and they don't really want to. Like, you know, yeah. release something amidst all of this really, yeah. you know, sensitive topics as well. It's very political. So, uh, Sony's statement refers to the ongoing protests against the police violence in cities. So, yeah, um, as you said, this, uh, they're not the only one as well. Uh, even Cyberpunk uh, CD Project Red, their Night City Wire livestream also has been postponed.
1: That was supposed to happen when again?
0: So the Cyberpunk 2077 Night City Wire reveal event that was announced last month has been delayed from June 11th to June 25th. Yes. Right. So as you might expect, they've also said the same thing along the lines of what Sony said in their statement. That they said that, that there are more important discussions as happening right now. And they really want these discussions to be heard.
1: And the the Take Two servers were down yesterday as well, right? Uh, For the same cause.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, every even IGN, IGN even pushed back um, their their gaming event as well. From uh, well, f- their postpone is not really that far off in between because it was supposed to be from uh, June. It uh, was supposed to be on June fifth, but now it's been pushed to June eighth, which is next week. And they've said the same thing as well, out of respect for and in support of those rightfully demanding justice and change across the United States and the world. So yeah,
1: I man. respect that. Yeah. I respect that. I think a lot, of, a lot of the things that, that these game developers are doing is it's supposed to, it's supposed to bring joy. It's supposed to bring a lot of fun, a lot of yeah. you know, a lot of fun times. Yeah. And
0: oh, oh, I also forgot to mention if if uh, anyone's wondering when is the PlayStation Five event going to be postponed to? Right now, we don't know. If you really want to catch up with any of their updates, you can actually follow um, their Twitter at PlayStation.
1: I'm not a big Half-Life player.
0: Oh, uh, but
1: I but I know I know I know you are, Jeff. <laughs> I think but... I heard this news too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so some guy. Uh, probably not in his right mind. Just <laughs> deci- decided to create a Half-Life Alex mod that recreates PT. Oh my I played, god! <laughs> I played PT. Yeah, it was on the screen. Uh, I I never would have asked for
0: PT in VR.
1: Did you play it alone? <laughs> I play. I played it quite a couple of times. I played it alone. I never finished it alone,
0: dude. Even playing with your friends is scary as yeah, fuck. Like scary. Man.
1: Yeah, because sometimes, because
0: sometimes, your friend, your friends
1: will be watching you, right? And as you're playing it, you feel like someone's watching you, and you get scared. <gasps> and then it's just your, it's just your fucking friend who's watching you. You're like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, 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 wait, Dude, wait, wait. wait. Uh, so somebody made a mod. Somebody re- recreated the entire PT game using the uh, Half Life Alice <laughs> engine. So basically, yeah. you're playing the game in VR. Yep. Oh my god! Yep, exactly. Look, that's that's genius. Dude. But at the same time, what the hell, man? Why
1: do you do you remember everything that happens in PT?
0: Yes, I remember every single bit of it. Uh, and if anyone doesn't know what PT is, PT stands for uh, playable playable teaser. Playable teaser. Yes, it was released uh, teaser, years yeah. ago by um, by Konami uh also by the uh their their uh, former uh game developer hideo kojima i think that was like his um his mic drop uh oh <laughs> yeah it, it kind company. of was right yeah it was it, it was kind definitely a it
1: was it was like here's here's this pt shit i'm out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically it's supposed to be a i guess a teaser for a Air quote Silent Hill game that was supposed to be developed by Kojima. But as we said, it was actually his mic drop on leaving the company because he was being treated like shit. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, the management was basically just not really sharing the same vision that Kojima has, which is wh- hence why he left. So out of that um, frustration, he teased the world, he teased the entire world on what he's so capable of which is making really great games and he just said actually he just made a silent hill teaser game which was amazing it was it was so horrifying i can't think of another game that's just as horrifying or perhaps more horrifying than this playable teaser and this playable teaser is only like what you can only play for like an hour like yeah an hour or less even and it's just so good But it's just terrifying. It's it's interesting.
1: It's interesting because it's not it's not terrifying because of what you know because of the the ghosts that you see, it's terrifying because of the things that you don't see. Yeah, and and everything and everything else in the environment just starts to not make sense.
0: Yeah dude. It's the atmosphere that Kojima created in that playable teaser. And yeah, back to your question, I remember every single bit of that teaser because one, I played through it, but I didn't get to finish it. But I just right. kept re watching all of these playthroughs on YouTube to right. see because finishing the teaser is so obscure. There's yeah. It's the, even the steps and the methods that you have to do to actually get to the end of that teaser, this, this demo. It's just how the hell do you figure that out, <laughs> man? Like it's crazy. At one point, you actually had to shout someone's name. That was like oh, probably yeah. the last bit of things that you need to do before ending the demo. That was so creepy.
1: And and then the mic picks it up, right? Like your
0: your mic is supposed the, to pick the, the, it the up. microphone on the PlayStation. Like it picks yeah. it up. Oh my god, yeah. Dude.
1: Definitely. That's freaking scary, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I there there there's one part of there's one part of PT that that I cannot forget, which is I think I think if you walk past it's in the middle it's the middle of um of the house. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, where the door is, the, right? The, yeah, the door of the bathroom. And then as you as you walk past it you kind of hear someone crying yeah or someone i mean like can you i just can't freaking imagine
0: that in vr like i, I kind of I, I don't know <laughs> you okay, know i can imagine like, that one part because at one point when you walk through that uh <laughs> that this this hallway again and once you reach the front door you know where the front door is right and then that's that yeah, door that yeah, kind of yeah, looks yeah. back on itself before and yeah. and like there you can actually see the second floor from, yeah, from yeah, that yeah. from that uh uh hall that 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 place in Hall. Yeah, it's like it's that's like a the darkened. Part.
1: Sounds like a darkened area, right? Yeah,
0: that's the that's the creepiest part for oh. me because the, the the ghost was actually watching you from above. You actually had to look. Oh, okay, I'm just yes. getting goosebumps just talking about it. <laughs> it's such a great game. I'm so I'm so wait so. Since the demo can only be I guess you can't play the demo right now uh, because Konami actually took it out of the PlayStation store and you can't get it anywhere now people are actually yeah, you can. Uh, selling their playstation um their PlayStations at that time that contains the demo that that's already installed uh in their in their playstation they they were actually doing that. did you know that
1: yeah th- I actually wanted to bring that up because i wanted to I wanted to ask you if it was actually true. Because apparently P- having PT in your console spikes up the value of yeah, that console. Yeah, it does.
0: It really does. Because you can't find it anywhere. But now that you yeah. mentioned that somebody recreated the game using the engine and the VR engine in Half-Life, are you saying that I can play this game on my PC using a VR headset? Yeah, you can, it's on Steam, <laughs> oh man. Oh, my God it's on
1: on steam bro like i i have it open right now
0: i'd like to know who the fuck asked for this (laughs) yo i'm i'm just
1: reading i'm just reading the comments on steam right now the first one so this was nine hours ago someone says who would do this to yourself
0: oh my goodness dude it's okay i would definitely would like to check that out right? oh man it's crazy shit
1: And yeah i actually want to check it out and see if it's um if it's anything close to what yeah yeah kojima created
0: yeah yeah speaking of kojima like uh death stranding uh it wasn't really much of a success wasn't it like even though it was a it was a really yeah, good yeah. game it wasn't really that much of a success yeah, you and, don't hear much about it actually. Yeah, and it kind of like made me make makes me worry a bit because like as much as he has all of this, you know, support from celebrities like Norman Reedus, you got G- Guillermo del Toro on it and to actually release a game that was very highly anticipated because, you know, yeah. that was based that's basically his first game ever since his exodus from Konami and then it turned out to be well, it's not really much of a of a of a failure. It just didn't sell as much. And
1: that Death Stranding is by Kojima Productions, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. They're by Kojima Productions. Yeah, it didn't sell as much, but at the same time, like I couldn't blame the marketing for it because um I haven't played it, but I did hear that the the game itself is very long winded. Right. And all I could say right now, I mean, I have seen the the gameplay of it, but I, do, I don't really know the full game of it because <clears throat> I haven't played it. And I don't really want to spoil myself because I really respect Kojima. I think we all do here. I think this kind of goes back to this little, um how to say, argument that because we all notice how Kojima makes his games, right? I mean, I'm not sure if you've played Metal Gear Solid, but he likes to... Oh, I did. He likes to make it very cinematic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. He likes to play around with all these angles. Makes the pretty game pretty much a movie. Yeah, pretty yeah. much a movie. And this kind of like, a movie. you know, brings, uh, brings me to to this question: like, should Kojima pursue filmmaking instead of game developing? You know what I mean, right? Because I feel like, because that's what he always wanted to be. Before he pursued like his career in game development, he actually wants mm-hmm. to be a filmmaker. But ever since he got like this 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 job to develop games, he decided to take this opportunity to actually express that uh, filmmaking passion in him. And he actually kind of how'd you say uh, revolutionized on how games are presented. You know, I feel like Kojima was the first one to introduce mocap acting into his games before mm-hmm. like gda picked it up remember gda mm-hmm. picked it up with Alley noir uh, that mm-hmm. shit was amazing but mm-hmm. we, we see a lot of that more in a lot of kojima games where it's just it just feels like a movie i remember metal gear solid 4 there was a cutscene that lasted for like 30 minutes <laughs> or perhaps more was that towards the end I'm not sure if that's towards the end. No, no, no. no
1: that, 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 I think it was middle. It was in the middle. Yeah, that
0: was in the middle. It was so long. It's like, wow,
1: goddamn, dude. Even the even even the beginning was like was epic, man. Yeah, it was I mean, epic. Like, Metal Gear exactly. it was yeah. just epic.
0: Exactly, and this this brings me to another like you know argument. Like, see, right now games are how you say presented in. Like, they kind of give off that vibe that it feels like a movie, especially, like, when it has a really good, decent story. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we see a lot of this in a lot of uh, console games. It just plays out like a movie, right? Uh, yeah, I think
1: I think Kojima, Kojima is a storyteller first and foremost. Exactly. And he knows how to develop games. Yeah.
0: So, you know? Yeah.
1: But do you think but he should, I, like,
0: pursue filmmaking and just leave game development behind? Because he's already got, like, you know, he's got the resources for it, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like, Kojima Productions could, could have its own originally produced movie, Yeah, right? they
0: have, they have, like, CGI, have, like, fucking... <laughs> they have,
1: pretty much have everything, right? Yeah, Kojima they do. They can make everything. a movie
0: right now. Like, dude, just leave aside, like, you know, interactivity. Okay?
1: Yeah, but uh, honestly, if I was Kojima um i would i'd probably try my hand at filmmaking, but I think I wouldn't get the same level of satisfaction purely because if i'm a if I'm a good enough storyteller and I can translate that into a platform like a video game
0: yeah,
1: then I have the power to marry two emotional and 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 what's the word for it what i'm trying to say is what i can do is i can marry the ability to tell a story from a person's point of view depending on what they choose to do
0: oh right right and you get what i mean i get what you mean so you're basically uh giving also giving that ability for anyone who is watching this movie to actually take part in the plot exactly yeah yeah be inside and it. that yeah.
1: exactly and that gives Kojima another layer of depth in what he needs to do
0: <laughs> what, was what was that
1: everything okay there <laughs> uh, that was my brother playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and he forgot I was recording a podcast
0: what what, what is, wait, Odyssey what is he like frustrated in some shit <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, yeah he,
1: does, he doesn't play Bloodborne.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, you need to give him Bloodborne, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, you know what?
0: Going back to what you said, I, I, I do uh, agree with you. Um, but then at the same time, but yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think yeah. at the same time, Kojima does, um, uh, how'd you say, uh, execute and deliver some really good uh, elements when it comes to his games you know a part yeah, of
1: the immersion yeah. that Kojima produces is all i'm saying is if he does produce a film it would probably be very good it would mm. probably be extremely good but i think what they what what they lack is the is 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 the right method of marketing cuz i think with what's that what's that game called again see i even forgot the name Death of the stranding? game Death stranding that's stranding I think they leaned a lot on Matt Mickelson.
0: Mm, right, right, right.
1: They right. leaned they leaned a lot on him. And the trail like everywhere you go if there was a death stranding trailer it would probably be the one with Matt Mads- Mickelson. Yeah. And I think they 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 hoped for that to to achieve what Keanu Reeves has achieved for Cyberpunk. Ooh. You get what I mean? Yeah, I
0: get what you mean. I get what you I mean. You know?
1: But I think it's it, it's also it's also timing. It's also timing and and a lot. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just hoping that whatever next game that he's working on, I hope it really, because uh, I know Death Stranding was a little bit horror. I say a little bit, a little bit horror, you know, but most of the time you're just like walking, making deliveries and stuff. But I really hope his next game would be just horror centric because, you know, we've all seen how he pulled off pt and that silent hill demo i really want to see how he pulls it off with horror centric games because shit i bet his his i don't know what goes on in his head i bet there's a lot of (laughs) twisted shit twisted good shit yeah
1: (laughs) it's fucked up in his head man
0: yeah he's fucked up in his head but he's also a genius (laughs) yeah what do you think silent hill would have been if it wasn't canceled that's oh, what I'm actually reading. All right, let, let's words. speculate. Let's speculate right now. So, <laughs> if 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 Silent Hill did release, let's just let's just talk in the sense that let's say there's a there's a parallel timeline where Silent Hill actually yeah. did like make it into yeah. you know our it was it was produced yeah in production yeah I think it would be pretty much like Resident Evil two and three remake. Right, right. Yeah, uh, you get like the same third-person look. But yeah. At the same time, yep, yep, I think yep. it's more on how he designs the world that I can't imagine how it would have been like, because that's the that's the you know the best part about Silent Hill. It's it's not like you know you're supposed to kill zombies or or these these creatures, right? It's yeah. the scariest part is the world that you're in and not know, yeah. not knowing where the fuck to go. Yeah, that that if there if if Silent Hill that new Silent Hill was released, it would deliver that same feeling that of just being hopeless, not knowing where the hell to go, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's just gonna be so immersive. I mean, that's that's all I can say, man. Shit.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like games like Resident Evil, like a lot of horror games that are out there right now, they depend on the actual thing that you have to kill that's supposed to be super scary.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And and then they kind of they, and then and then you 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 are shooting at them and then you lose sight of them and the next thing you know they're behind you or they're, they're next <laughs> to you or something like that, like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. But but that that stuff that stuff's getting predictable. You yeah, know, like, like what, what like a, what Kojima could have done with Silent Hill was probably get you in an uncomfortable state from the very beginning because the sounds, the lighting. Yeah,
0: and, the, and the, the, the graphic visualization. I mean, if you remember looking back at this trailer of Silent Hill, you could see like fucking centipedes crawling out of like the people's heads yeah. and shit. And uh, the walls are just like crumbling down as you're looking at it. I mean, with today's like graphics, it would have been amazing. Yeah, even more in VR. Even more in VR. Can I play it now? <laughs> like, where can I get? <laughs> where can I get this mod? <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: on On Steam, it says subscribe. It, just, it doesn't oh, say download. Oh, I see. I see. So. I see. I see.
0: That, that's how Steam Workshops. Uh, that's how Steam modding works. Once you subscribe, the Steam will actually mod it for you. Like they'll just put it in the game, like straight away.
1: Right. Yeah. So you. So you. You have to have. Half Life Alex first. Yeah, I guess so.
0: I guess so. Yeah. And then you subscribe,
1: and you subscribe to this thing.
0: Yep, that's right. Oh my god! Now I'm just, now I'm just imagining what other possibilities are there, and these modders, and what they're gonna make with Half Life Alex, because it's pretty disturbing in my head right now. Because we, we will never know the the limits of a modder's imagination. <laughs> I'm know, just. just
1: I'm just looking through the pictures <laughs> on Steam. It's giving me bad uh, bad flashbacks.
0: <laughs> That's all of the news highlights we got for you this week on the Epic Arcade Podcast. If you like what we're doing on the show here, you can give us some feedback either on our email epicarcadepod at gmail.com or reach out to us on our Instagram at epicarcadepod. Epic Arcade Podcast is a production of Renegade Radio. For more Malaysian-made podcasts, find them at rngdr.com. This episode was hosted by me, Jeff Kay, and Afik Kay, and produced by Kelvin Tay.